welcome to Emma's ESL English. I've been doing some decorating. It was an idea that I had. Now I've had to move all of the furniture and prepare the area and it's really hard <laughs> to live in this big mess and I'm trying to convince myself now to get on with it and hurry up and do it so that I can go back to life as normal. <laughs> I think I have, in English we have an idiom, I've bitten off more than I can chew and I think that is what's happened. I have a big project and I didn't think it was a very big project and so it's a little bit hard but anyway staring at the paint drying on my walls this morning I thought mmm paint idioms there's a whole bunch of paint idioms and so I thought we could go through those. First one paint the town red. Apparently according to Google this comes from some old guy running around Moulton Mowbray which is a town in the UK and causing havoc. Paint the town red theoretically means in blood but these days it's not about blood. These days if somebody says let's go paint the town red we usually mean let's go and have fun. Probably alcohol will be involved. Next one whitewash. This one we hear relatively often when we're talking about politics. Something or some subject or someone has been whitewashed. I think we could say it's almost two ideas. One is covering up and the other is making clean. Whitewash is a kind of watered down paint that traditionally was used inside houses to brighten the house. Usually it would only be used in houses where people didn't have any money. So they just had bare walls. It was really a cheap way to cover the walls. But we're covering all of the dirt and grime and horrible stuff. So we're hiding what's actually on the wall. So that's the same idea that's kind of translated into using this as an idiom. So we might talk about whitewashing something, meaning that we're trying to make that thing clean. We're trying to pretend that the bad things didn't happen. And we might talk about it as covering over the bad stuff that's happened. They're very, very similar ideas. So I think that's why they're sort of the same thing when we talk about whitewashing making clean and covering over. Paint yourself into a corner. Uh-oh, you've painted yourself into a corner. Think about it when you're painting a room. You're painting the floor, for example, and then you realize now you're stuck in a corner and if you're going to escape the corner, you're going to walk over the wet paint and ruin all of your work. So that's what we mean by painted ourselves into a corner, literally. But if we're talking about the idiom we mean that we have made something difficult for ourselves. We've been talking about something in such a way that now we feel really uncomfortable. Maybe we feel like we're wrong or maybe we have been rude or mean about someone and we just realized that we did that and we don't know how to escape the situation. We have another one, dug a hole for yourself. That's exactly the same thing. If you dug a hole for yourself, that it means that you have made your situation worse and now you don't know how to get out. So we use this a lot if you're having an argument with someone. 
we also quite commonly, if we see somebody is doing that, if we're listening to their conversation and we can hear that they just keep getting worse, we might say, go on, keep digging. So we look at the idiom from different ways and we can make a comment to somebody to say, that's a nice big hole you've dug for yourself there. How are you going to get out? <laughs> We've noticed that they made a mistake when they were speaking. We've noticed that they're making it worse for themselves and don't know how to get out of it. Okay. Paint a picture for me. You might be talking to someone and they're trying to explain something and you say, paint a picture for me or paint me a picture. It doesn't mean literally go paint me a picture. It means describe that situation so that I can understand it from your perspective. So when we say paint a picture for me, we mean give us details. And related to that, we might say she always paints such a gloomy picture. So gloomy is depressing and dark. We have a lot of gloomy weather in the UK in the winter time. It's very cloudy and rainy and depressing. So if we paint a gloomy picture for somebody, then that means it's not a happy picture. Maybe we're talking about the future and somebody says, oh, the economy's going down, politics is in a terrible state, climate change is killing the world, it's just dreadful. And somebody else says, God, you're painting a bit of a gloomy picture there, aren't you? So we're looking at the worst side of everything. A picture paints a thousand words. I guess this is kind of a proverb more than an idiom. That's that idea that if you just show someone a picture, it's much easier for them to relate than if you tell them about it. For example, if we take the Vietnam War, there was a photograph that became tremendously famous during the Vietnam War of a little girl running down a street screaming and crying. And that picture motivated a huge amount of the anti-war sentiment in America it was much easier for people to relate to that little girl and not wanting anything bad to happen to her than it was for people to read an article in the newspaper about how horrible things were in Vietnam and relate to that. So that's kind of the idea. Picture paints a thousand words. We can tar everybody with the same brush. We can also paint everybody with the same brush. In my country, in the UK, I think tar everybody with the same brush is more common but I know you can paint too so this is the idea that we're grouping everybody together we're generalizing a group of people I could say all two-year-olds are terrible in the UK we have a phrase terrible twos <laughs> we could say all two-year-olds are terrible and then someone else might say my two-year-olds are not terrible don't tar all two-year-olds with the same brush they don't want us to paint everybody as being exactly the same. Last one, to watch paint dry. I think in some places you can also watch grass grow, but where I come from, watching paint dry is the main one. And it means something that's super duper boring. That was like watching paint dry, meaning that that was super boring. Obviously, if you sit down to watch the paint dry on your walls, which I could totally do right now. That is not interesting. <laughs> it's not interesting at all. So whatever you're doing is not interesting. And usually we would use it as a simile. We would say, 
oh my gosh, that movie was like watching paint dry. So we're describing the movie as being really boring. I could say that movie was really boring. That works just as well. <laughs> but you know, we like to use idioms. We like to make the picture a little bit more colorful. My painting continues. It has a long way to go. Wish me luck. <laughs> if you have any questions or any idioms you'd like me to explore, you can email your questions and idioms to emmasesl.english at gmail.com or you can head over to the blog at emmasesl.english.com where all of these idioms will be written down and you can comment or ask questions underneath. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next week. Have a great week. Bye.